Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening, welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I'm good. Are you wet? Did you get wet outside, babes? I'm very wet, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I've left the gym and, um, well, just wet isn't even the word. I haven't seen weather like this in a long, long time. I think because we've had such a crazy few weeks of like mental sun and heat, I kind of feel like I thought I lived in LA for a minute. I just assumed it was always going to be hot. So thunder and lightning and rain again. I'm like, what is this? So leaving the gym to the car and then the car to mine. Um, yeah, completely, completely wet through. Made the schoolboy error of leaving my garden furniture outside as well. Which obviously the, the table and the furniture's all right, but I left my cushions, cushions. out. Oh, God. But um, I think they're weatherproof anyway. But um, hey-ho, hey-ho. How about you? Yeah, fine. Um, I'm actually quite relieved. I won't lie. I'm quite relieved to see a bit of rain. I'm absolutely sick of living in a boiling hot house with no air conditioning and only getting some brief relief when I come into the office. Um, and then finding myself coming into this little room like I have to record the show and uh, see that someone's put the aircon on at 18 degrees. So it's apps. It's like an ice box. Um, oh, I could do with a bit of that right so, now. Even I know, storming, seems I'm nice, hot. but then I've got, I've got my cup of tea because I'm absolutely freezing and I don't I think it would turn up in time. Uh, but yeah, other than that, all good. I've, um, I've been, I've been busy. Um, uh, yeah. All good. What about you? What have you been doing? Yeah. Really good. Thank you, babe. Really good. Have you been out in the weather today? Obviously, you're in the office, aren't you? So I guess you haven't been wet through yet in the storms. I had to pop down to Sainsbury's to buy my cauliflower for my dinner. So um, <laughs> so I have been out in it, yeah. What are you um, doing with your collar? Well, you see, I'm trying to get back on the healthy eating bandwagon, right? Okay. So when I lost weight the last time, I've basically, it's been a summer of excess. Let's put it that way. I've been going for it, you know? Um, when I lost weight last time, I basically ate the same meal every, every day for dinner. Um, and that was roasted cauliflower with a little portion of rice and then some kind of like veggie sausage, um, oh, nice. uh, or, or like veggie meat substitute. And then I put a bit of chili oil on it or some kind of sauce or something. Just a bit um, of Give it a taste of something, yeah. Give it a little kick. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to get back on the, on the healthy eating bandwagon because, um, Scales, the scales aren't lying to me and it's not pretty. <laughs> so it's right, not my scales, time. it's me. Um, so yeah, um, I'm not, I don't care because I've, I'm having a great summer and I don't want to like, I'm not, I don't regret anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think almost like today's a bit like the summer's over. So, um, well, almost over. So we better uh, start thinking about um, the coming months. Um, but yeah, all, all's good, you know. I've got my cauliflower and ready to go. What can I say? Oh, lovely. <laughs> um, well, we've got an exciting show coming up today. Um, really exciting, actually. We've got um, Amber Gill, who's um, former Love Islander, who's uh, been on the show before. Um, she's coming up first. Then we've got um, also also a friend of the show, Joe McKeldry, winner of X Factor 2009. He's, got, he's going on tour um, shortly, so he'll be on to talk about that. And then we've also got Dan Rhodes, uh, magician and TikToker extraordinaire. He's got over 10 million followers on TikTok. I mean, I mean, that is just crazy numbers. Yeah, like I can't even I can't even comprehend. Um, and and yeah, be uh, great to talk to him all about that. Uh, but it's been a busy week of showbiz news too. What's what's perked your interest, piqued your interest, Bob? 
Well, I think obviously we've got to start with the sad news that we all heard um, mm. today about Darius passing mm. away. Um, and it's mad because, you know, obviously as reading it and, and seeing it all in the press and stuff, to, to think that it was 20 years ago, like, where, mm. where does time go? To me, like, 20 years, like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, when you remember how big that show was, and I mean, his season was Dee's season, wasn't it? I mean, we had Will, Gareth, he come third, like, uh, and just so sad. It's always sad to, to start the show with a passing. It feels like last week was Olivia Newton, John Blesser. Yeah. Um, this week, Darius. But um, what's your thoughts? Did you ever interview him? No, I didn't actually. But I do have friends that work with him in theatre and stuff. And they always said he was super lovely, really professional guy. Uh, never caused any trouble or anything like that. He was just really nice sort of. He's. I, I was reading some stuff actually, which is quite interesting. It's about how... He really successfully managed to re- completely rehabilitate his image, didn't he? So he first of all did, was it Pop Stars? Pop I think stars, he did, yeah. yeah. And then did Pop Idol the year after. And on Pop Stars, he did that Britney Spears impression, which kind of went all around the world, didn't it really? Him, him doing um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. And he was sort of had the slick back hair and he was, um, that was 20 years ago. So he would have been in his early 20s at that point. Um, and then managed to turn himself into, like, from a laughing stock into a really successful sort of theatre actor. Um, and and he appeared in all sorts, like uh, Chicago and Funny Girl, alongside um, Sheridan Smith. So, you know, he's done some, he's done some incredible work and has been really sort of recognised for that. Um, and that's a really amazing story because of where there's so many people that fail at the first hurdle on those sort of reality shows and he managed to really make something of himself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's still a bit of a mystery as to what exactly happened, but to die at 41 um, is just terribly sad, isn't it? You know, um, he wasn't such known a, to be ill or anything. So Such a short life in such a way. So, so, so sad. And bearing in mind it was 20, 20 years ago, Mm. It's hard to feel like, and I don't know because he just seemed more growing up, but thinking he was 21 then, I always yeah. assumed he was older. Do you know what I mean? Because he had a real self-confidence, didn't he? And yeah. I think like it was almost, you like see a that presence now. presence and yeah. kind of owned it. And I'd say it takes character to, I think the following year, Pop Idol come, didn't it? Mm. Um, and to kind of go back, especially after the, the whole Britney thing, which also was a huge thing, Um but that, that takes some courage to, to come back and kind of... And, and bear in mind, in, in that era of, kind of... Well, I think it was the first reality TV music competition, wasn't it? So kind of the first to, to be seen in, in that light. Um, and then as years have gone on, when it's been other shows, expert, whatever, you kind of often, most years, there's that one person that can kind of be seen as almost like a comedy actor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of the first of his kind, but to, to come full circle and have such an amazing career and be in the theatre. Um, he went on to have a number one, didn't he? Um, yeah, Colourblind, yeah. I forgot what a tune that was. <laughs> such a tune, yeah. And it's actually, um, this morning, I'm not sure if it still is, but it was number one in the iTunes chart, which is a nice Love touch. Love that. Because um, obviously people sort of uh, reminisce. I think the same happened to Olivia Newton-John, you know, people rush to listen to all their old music and... Um, and sort of reminisce but yeah it was quite I mean when the news came out I mean I was getting texts from friends who I didn't think even would have known who Darius was but it seems to have touched a lot of people I guess throughout his career and I think that's that's a really nice you know and also he he's clearly very talented because you wouldn't get cast in those giant big 
no. roles if you if you were not a good actor you know what i mean like and he wasn't going to get that on name recognition alone um no. and 12 down eight shows a week ain't no easy task no definitely not. in theater you are tired you know what i mean like it's like those are long hours late hours and then quite often the cast and things will go out afterwards and just a lot you know a busy busy uh, sort of schedule so yeah i mean it's it's a real shame and um and uh, yours and um, mine and i'm sure your thoughts go to all his friends and family absolutely what's caught your eye in showbiz nose babes well there's no getting around it eurovision is still uh carrying on and last week they officially confirmed um the cities that um uh, uh the uk cities that are in the running to host um eurovision 2023 so um there's no no southern cities they're all sort of um North of the Watford Gap. Um, you've got Sheffield, oh. Leeds, Manchester, Liverpool, Newcastle, uh, Glasgow. I think that's all of them. Why Birmingham. is that? Why is it that South was ruled out? Is there a reason? The BBC don't really have to give a reason. They just have to sort of... Um, I mean, I'm not surprised because there's a lot of discussion about how the South is sort of preferred when with sort of um, yeah. big events, right? Um, but the only requirement is, is that... Uh, it's close to a big international airport and that there's hotel rooms and a venue sort of that's available all of those cities sort of made the cut so um so yeah it looks like uh, me and the other fans and all of the delegations and all the musicians and that will all be heading uh to the north i'm hoping glasgow is that what your money's on do you think? i reckon my money's on glasgow just because um it's a bit of a party city isn't it and also for me it'd be quite nice I've I've been out in Glasgow once, but not like a night out, just like like just sort of dinner and stuff. Um, so I oh, think it's I'd... a great night out, and there's some Have you great been? venues there. Yeah, over the years I've been to a, I've done a few jobs up there. Um, yeah, I've been to a few award shows, um, and it's such a great city. Mm. I mean, it's such a short flight for us. Yeah, from here to to there, um, and and I think would be a great place for for the Eurovision. And like I say, maybe it is fair to actually not automatically let it go to London and let someone else have it. I've never really thought of it like that before, but I guess because we've got so many big things down here from O2 to football grounds and all that kind of stuff, yeah, it's nice to, to share the love. And as long as there's a few travel lodges, I'm, I'm sure everyone's going to be happy. Yeah, you'll, yeah. Be, you'll be sat there booking your hotel room, the date it's announced. The second the dates are confirmed, all we know is it's May 2023. I'll be the first in line to be booking those flights and um, booking my time off work, I guess. When does it get announced? The autumn. So we haven't got long to wait. It'll be, I imagine, sort of mid to late October. Um, Everyone's going to be sat there on booking.com waiting for the yeah, announcement. Yeah, I bet the hotels sell out like that. <laughs> yeah, 100% or Airbnb. Uh, like of course, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's that's quite exciting, I think. Um, so yeah, it should be... Should be um, Big show, something to look forward to. And did you say, even though it's being held here, did you try and, do they get to, is it their show? They're putting it on, they'll, they'll say what they want. So the BBC are like the main sort of people behind it, but they have, they're going to have, um, I think they described it as it's, it's Ukraine's party, we're just hosting it, right? So it's going to have, whatever it is, it'll have a big Ukrainian influence, it will have Ukrainian performers and stuff, in addition to British ones and and all of that. Um, so I think it's going to be a really special one. Like, you know, usually it's an opportunity for the host country to sort of 
show off their own uh, sort of culture. But this one should be slightly different and it'll be a mixture of two cultures that are different, but with similar, you know, sort of aspects. Um, and I think it's going to be for Ukrainian fans, especially, uh, and probably just for Ukrainians generally, even if they're not particularly big fans, quite an emotional moment to sort of see the solidarity and support that the country's getting um, like in, in light of everything that's um, been going on over there, which is really, really truly horrendous. Um, and so it yeah. come to us because we come second? Is that why it was offered to us? Yeah. So um, they basically, it's not like written in the rules, but because the, the, um, broadca- the European Broadcasting Union, who's basically like run Eurovision, did some checks and decided that Ukraine isn't safe. Um, they decided to offer it to the BBC, who accepted. So, um, so yeah, it was that was the decision made. So, and it's Bill, been a little while since we've had it, hasn't it? 19, when was, 19, I mean, I'm sure you know exactly. When, when was it? Come on, say. Nineteen ninety eight was the last time we hosted after um, oh. Love Shine a Light one, Katrina and the Waves. Um, uh, Katrina was yeah, she walking on sunshine? She did do Walking on Sunshine, but not for Eurovision. Yeah, um, those aren't their two big songs. So. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, I'll be I'll be here as Eurovision correspondent for as long as the <laughs> the the, the um, process goes on. I might um, even get myself a ticket this year. Please, like Bob, if it's in please, the UK, please. Let's please. take access to all areas on the road. Um, what, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> um, our first guest, uh, Gordon Ambergill, is here. So let's get home for a chat. Fab. Hello, <laughs> babes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. Thanks for joining us. No, I'm excited. Thanks for having us. What's all the balloons for? Has it been a party? It was my birthday on the 4th of August, so last week, but it was... They've lasted like, well. Well, they're expensive. I was picking them up. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't realise how expensive balloons were. I'm like, that's staying up until it can't physically stand anymore. Honestly. Did you have a lovely birthday? Yeah, I did. So I moved into a new apartment recently and nobody had seen it yet. So I just had like a couple of people around my house um and so it was really nice because normally I don't do anything but one of my best friends like forced us to do something and I was like well I'll do something in the house then so it was good are you not a huge birthday person I'm not either nah no nah. me neither it's my birthday when it comes, Monday and I don't when it comes really around. Like, yeah but I'm like maybe a bit of dinner but I, I hate uh, the fault of a party it's just yeah. never my thing believe it or not yeah no no it knocks me sick like and people don't expect that from me because they're like oh you think you're the main character and I'm like but when it's my birthday I'm like no 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 I don't want anything so you're a Leo as are you a Leo Leo yeah I think it's a Leo thing I think you can either love it or hate it I think there's no in between because every Leo that I know either absolutely adores like throwing parties or they don't want nothing to do with it so funny, isn't it? I love going to a party, but the thought of it being mine no. and the whole walking around making sure everyone else is all right. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, let's just no, go no. for, let's I have a chicken a... bowl. <laughs> I had a bartender because I was like, I'm not giving everyone drinks and stuff. I'll forget because I'm not a very good host. So I had a bartender <laughs> then. I'm like, you can sort yourselves out. Like, as long was, as everyone's having a good time. Was it one that just wears the apron in the bath? No, no, <laughs> no, he was fully clothed. He was fully clothed. Oh, was how disappointing. <laughs> no. That would have been a bit far for me and me house. Like, uh, not my right. <laughs> Congratulations on the book, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe it. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, it feels really weird to like hold it. It's been like just over a month now since it like released, since it published. Mm. Um, and yeah, like Mills and Boone 
approached me, well, Harper Collins approached me initially because they were really interested in like diversifying the audience, the authors, the characters in the book, because they were very much aware that it was like all uh, like predominantly middle-class white women mm. and they didn't really want that. And so it started off me hosting a competition where only people from underrepresented ethnic backgrounds could enter. And the prize was that they would have a yes edit in publishing deal with Harper Collins, which I just thought was oh, like amazing. amazing, like an amazing yeah, opportunity. Amazing. And then I think as like my relationship grew with uh Harper Collins and Mills and Boone, they were like, you've got like a real interest in this, like we can tell. Like I was going to do English at university. I used to love reading romance, like English is just my thing. Never ever wanted to write because who on earth walks around thinking that like, oh, I could write a book. Like I never ever <laughs> thought in a million years, like I'm like, you're basically illiterate. How the hell are you going to be able to write a book? Do you know what I mean? And so they were like, yeah, no, they were just like, we'll think that you'd be like perfect. I think it would be like amazing for you to do, like just have a think about it. And I was like, ah, you're thrown us in a deep end. Yeah, but like, I'll go for it. But I need like some sort of help. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah. We'll give you like a co-writer. So I had a couple of meetings with like different people. And I've met this woman called Nadine and she was just like the best ever. Like it was like having my hand held whilst I was doing everything, which was just like really affirming because as, I think especially when you've got a platform as well, nothing you do can be bad. It can't be bad. It has to be tip top perfection. Mm -hmm. Like it can't be bad. And Otherwise so you'll like, get torn apart sort of thing. You, you know mean? what I mean? Like, yeah, if yeah. I had like, if I had like 3000 followers, I could put anything out there and it would be fine. <laughs> but there's the pressure is on. And so yeah. yeah, Nadine was like the best. I'd send her a bit, she'd come back. She's six time published Mills and Boone. So she knows what she's doing. And then me and her just collaborated on making this really cute tropical escapism romance that's just lush to read. And it's got characters like me and like all my friends. And it's just really nice. And I love it. Like someone our age is doing, do you know what I mean? Because I kind of think traditionally when people think of their, them books, it's always seen as like a, an older, an older yeah. person's, if, yeah. if that's all right to say. Do you know what I mean? So I think someone writing from... Hmm almost our perspective and our generation it is it's just massive. yeah yeah and it's good for people to read because obviously there's young readers as well but like you said I always thought writers would be like going watering their plants and then coming back and typing a book up and like <laughs> married lives in the countryside like, like not the me, conservatory like, like yeah wandering in not and out. like yeah. me like nutter from Newcastle's writing romance <laughs> novel do you know what I mean um so yeah and that was part of like what I wanted to do it was just like showing people that like you know anyone can do it in that you know, it's good to have representation because I would have loved to read something similar to me. I mean, the only thing that I think is sort of hard was like, you know, you sort of Tracy Beakers and that kind of thing. But I used to like reading like Pride and Prejudice, but there was just a sort of disconnect and mm -hmm. it would have been nice to, although that's good for the purpose, it would have been nice to read something that sort of resonated with me a little bit more when I was younger. And mm -hmm. so I'm glad to like be able to do that. So where do you take your inspiration from? Is there like real life, you have to call your friends and be like, <laughs> um, literally, that's almost like a free reign, isn't it? To think of every man you've ever dated <laughs> and well, horror stories. I mean, that in itself, sure, is an awful legend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's be able to just change his name. Yeah, <laughs> Love no, but, that. This is, but this is the thing it's so hot. That's the pressure because there's no structure. You can choose whatever you want. Yeah. You can choose whatever character names you want. They can be whatever you want. It could be whatever you want. So you've just like got every like everything to think about but I think for me I took bits of inspiration from a lot of different things so it's set in Tobago 
and my dad's from Trinidad and Tobago and I think that it sort of gets overlooked as a holiday destination and stuff and I've been and so I was like I would love to write about that and hopefully that makes people go oh actually I want to go to Tobago it sounds really nice um and so yeah I was just taking little bits of um so inspiration from wherever I could find my friends not really my experiences because I wanted to be creative I didn't want it to be like you don't want to do a, a reality like, you know show. I mean? I yeah. yeah, or everyone goes into Love Island and then, no, no, I don't want to write anything like that, no. And that's actually traumatic. My book is nice. Like, you know, I don't want to talk about what happened with me because that's not that's not good. And this almost you don't want to give someone the, the fact, because let's have it right, you know they'll be reading it anyway. You don't want to almost give them the pleasure of thinking, oh, that character's me. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But the more that I speak to people that I've read it, they're like, oh, I think that's you. I think, I think you've, you know, I can see the similarities. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's not what I was trying to do, but okay, <laughs> we'll take it. I'm glad that people are thinking that deeply into it, though. So I'm like, yeah, yeah that you like it. If you're thinking that deeply into it and you're really reading it like that, then you must like it. And that's all I care about, so... Well, speaking yeah. of Love Island, you were quite vocal this series, weren't you, about what you thought was going on? Sort Never of again. <laughs> Never again. I'm yeah, well, tell us, again. tell us a bit. Tell us a bit what your thinking was behind it, because you were getting involved in some. Well, not involved because you know, they didn't know what you were saying, but like you know, when there was fights going on in the house or the way that some of the girls were being treated and stuff, you were quite involved in it, right? Well, every year since I came off the show I've just like I love the show now more so than before I went on it because I kind of know what's going on and yeah, I feel yeah. like kind of feel like I'm an insider like I know what's happening <laughs> and so I love watching it I feel like a major super fan and just I'm naturally on Twitter quite a lot anyway so I just started off writing tweets and then every year I got bullied into like talking about it like what you I can't wait for your tweets this year so who said I was gonna do tweets this year? I'm not gonna do it <laughs> first episode get- you like yeah, and then first episode comes and I'm like, da, 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 da. Uh, but then I, I get like, you know, partnerships from it and I like doing it. I like reviewing things. I think that's something that I need to explore because I like reviewing things. I like watching something and then having an opinion on it. I find like, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got involved in some of the conversations and not everybody likes it. Um, but I think people need to get over it uh, because it's important to talk about some of the things that happen or like real life issues as well. Like, and I think that girls, especially young girls that watch it, I didn't want any of them. I don't. I didn't want any of them to think some of the stuff that was happening there's normal and like that's okay. Like, oh, they're just lo- lover. That's why they're acting that way. And so I like to right. be vocal about that. As much as I am like hearted, I just like to make sure that there's an underlying message in there that I'm saying like, actually, no, that's not what we want from guys at all. Mm. But I get told off all the time for that, but it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> and how was social media in response to that? Did you kind of find a little bit of backlash to having an opinion? So I kind of think we're in this weird state now that by being vocal about things and having an opinion, I think some people look to be offended. And yeah. whatever you write, it's coming from, it's your, it's your opinion and your thoughts. Everyone's entitled to it, but then people jump on it and then fire off death threats and craziness. You're like, what no. is going on? It's just, it's gone like sort of the other way where we're calling a lot of things hate and bullying. That's just not that. It's really not that. You know, when I watch Love Island, like I appreciate every single person that goes on the show. I don't hate anyone that's on it. Like I don't feel that strongly. All of my tweets are just about the show. As soon as it switches off, I don't think anything more about it. Mm. I'd never go and send them a message because I don't feel like that. And mm. I think that, yeah, we've just got to a point now where you kind of churn out because it's all like, oh, well, you're hating, you're bullying, bullying. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm allowed to have an opinion. An opinion, yeah. You Absolutely. do know what I mean? But people always say to me, like, oh, but you you preach be kind. I'm like, I didn't. 
I believe sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, believe in being kind, actually. Sometimes I believe it's just a minute bit of bullying. It's just, you know, it's, it's necessary. Even for myself, like, I get it. I've made mistakes and I've been dragged for it. And sometimes, you know, it, it has Keep to be done. Keep you in check. Exactly. But there's a massive difference, isn't there, from sitting there watching a TV show, having an opinion, and then putting something on Twitter or on your Instagram stories to then the other end of the scale where people are sending death threats. So there's a massive difference, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, huge difference. And I think people sometimes like fail to see that. And I'm like, I would never, and I just, I think as well, if I didn't like something, I wouldn't look at it. So I don't know why mm. some people come to my page. Don't look, because you know yeah. what I'm going to say. Like, you, you know, we're getting the gist of it. It's been three years now. You know what my kind of opinions are going to be. If you don't like it, don't look at it. And when people say the words hate, hate is such a strong emotion that actually sometimes there's an indifference. You've got to care about something to hate it, if that makes sense. So people tell you hate it in the nicest possible way. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. no, no, no. no. Uh, Yeah. That's what, like, I tweet and then, like, it does, it goes out my brain and I think I actually don't care at all, you know? Yeah, when you and go to bed that night, over, you ain't thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, like it's done. It's done. Yeah. It was all lighthearted, like, yeah. And then as soon as they all come off the show, like, I'll follow the ones that I like and stuff and we won't talk about it again. We yeah. won't talk about it again and that's it, but yeah. Yeah. Is that what happened when you said, I don't know, I, I don't know kind of necessarily what context means, but when you talked about switching teams. Uh, <laughs> I knew what you were going to say. That well, I mean, because <laughs> was, that, was that just an off the cuff comment? What do you mean? What did you mean by it when you said it? It was an off the cuff comment, but it was true. But then everybody's twisted it and said that like now I can't stand men. And that's not actually true. Unfortunately, I wish I could, but I just can't. So I meant exactly what I said. <laughs> So is that like you coming out? I'm a bit com- like a bit confused. I mean, I don't want to force you into saying anything that you don't feel, but I mean, that's what it sounded like. Accidentally, yeah. Accidentally. I remember looking at it and thinking, shit, like, uh, what have I said? <laughs> what have I said? And they were like, if, like, a lot of my friends were like, if you were going to do that anyway, that's the typical way that you would do that. Like, normally people have, <laughs> normally have, people have these lovely, beautiful stories and lovely, beautiful, real Instagram posts, like, just lush, I put switching teams on a tweet and that's how it came out. So, great. Iconic. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, it's typical me. Typical. Have, you got, have you got, like, a lady in your life? I don't. Not right now. But you're looking for one. Um, no, never looking. I don't. I always think that you find the wrong people if you actively look. But I just left whatever come in. Do you know what I mean? You're open to it, is what you're saying. I'm open to it. Yeah, okay. I'm open to it. How do you find dating babes now? Like, do you find it very different to pre-Love Island to to go out and date someone and get to know them? I do. I do. I don't know why, but I I find it really difficult, and I can't. Like, I I really don't know. Like the reason behind it but I just yeah I'm very picky now and like I'm very like I fine-tune into what I like and what I don't like so I don't know if it's that's part of the reason and then you just wonder like I, I always wonder like I wonder if they ever like wrote a horrible tweet about me like you know and if they'd be like oh I watch Love Island I'm like I wonder if they like me or not like that's a good indicator like <laughs> But I just, yeah, I'm very scared. I'm very wary. And I think that it's a bit of a struggle. But I don't know. How do you feel, Bobby? Because I don't know. I know exactly what you mean. It's weird, isn't it? Because I think people would think it's the complete opposite. But I actually think it's harder to meet people when you are in our industry. Yeah. Um, And I don't really know why that is. Maybe there's a bit of people know your lives. So when you would normally sit 
over over a table having this steak and chips or whatever you're having and you're getting to know each other on an equal ground like you're asking questions as much as they are um but when people almost know half the the answers to the questions it kind of it kind of messes up the levels a little bit do you know what I mean yeah yeah and I always I you know what I hate when people are like no no I didn't watch Love and I didn't watch Love and then you get into the conversation they'll go oh yeah but what about that and I'm like well didn't you just say that you didn't watch it (laughs) that sounds to me like someone that watched it (laughs) isn't that the worst I go yes I've never ever watched it two gin and tonics later so what do you really think about her? <laughs> What's she like? And I'm thinking, but you've, you've never watched it, Bo. What are you talking about? That's, my, that's like one of my biggest icks. I can't with that. So I'm like, if you watch it, then just say it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. never put someone, oh, no, no, never seen that. Never heard of it. Because it's just like, I just like to own whatever whatever it is, you know? Then it makes it less weird. Because then I think, oh, yeah. you're a bit of a strange one, aren't you? Like, so why yeah, would you think, you... well, I feel like the need for bullshit lies. Yeah, already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Already, that's not a good sign. What's your <laughs> list of icks? If you were sat on a date, have you got like three things that you're kind of like, I want to see this person again, or these three? Like, you're not. Like, no, that is warning signs. Um, if you're like in a restaurant or something, I kind of stand people that are rude to like mm-hmm. waiters or like people that are helping anything like that. I can't stand it. Like I'm like, oh, I hate. Um. I would hate if someone is too much on Instagram, like wanting to take pictures of everything. This is this is for a guy though. I don't have that many ex when it comes to girls, but for guys, I'm way harsher actually. So yeah, that's maybe that's saying, an indication but, to how you're feeling in your head about. You know things. what I mean? Like this <laughs> yeah. is what I think. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah, maybe that that's what that means. But whatever. Um, yeah, if they're like snapping too much on social media um what else do I not like I hate when people are really arrogant like I think I can read people quite well like I'm just really good at it and if somebody's not being their authentic self like I pick up on it in like five seconds and I hate that that's like a massive ick because I'm like just be normal yeah 100% I couldn't agree more what would be your ideal if he was to to date a girl have you kind of, would you ever, t- oh, I hate saying this to people that have been on Love Island, it's so cliche, like, I'm not <laughs> going to say your type on paper, but generally, what would be your type, if you were to date a girl or you saw a nice lady out? You know what, I'm going to say something really cliche too, I don't have a time. That's Sorry. nice though, isn't it, going into so, completely. If you look, if, if I put a lineup of everybody that I dated, there's no correlation with anything. There's yeah. no correlation. There's a little something and you either have it or you don't have it. And that's yeah. it. But everybody, like, looks completely different. Personalities are completely different. Like, it just, it, yeah. It it's really so can be funny. anyone. I'm the same. Some of my friends, like, literally, if you had a room full of clones, you would know that was her, her, one of her exes. Like, two yeah, yeah. Tea, everything about them, almost the same tattoos, the same yeah. look, whatever. Whereas me, if they was lined up, you'd be like, can't work out what's going yeah, on. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, There's no pattern That's what here. My, my friends say to me, they're like, what the hell are you? Like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. It's just something. It's the person, isn't it? It's the soul. Yeah. yeah the it's energy. Just, it's, it's definitely the soul and energy. I believe in that 100%. Because oh. that lineup is wild. <laughs> yeah. well amber that is a perfect note to leave on thank you so much for um for talking to us um, thanks guys uh, this evening and uh, best of luck with the book and um, thank you, you so know, much. hope it leads to many more hopefully we'll hope so <laughs> thanks, yeah, thank you so much us. guys Cheers. you're welcome bye, i had so much fun bye bye, bye. 
What a lovely girl. She's Big always such way. good fun, isn't she? Like, um, not always a guarantee with those Love Islanders, but she is, she's a good egg, I think. Yeah, she is. She's definitely a good egg. Really good. Well, let's get, uh, let's get Joe McEldry in. He's in the waiting room. Perfect. How are we? <laughs> really good. good. Really How good are you country. doing? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Were you just pushing a little dog or something? No, it was a, um, it's a laptop bag. I've been oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? What's been going down? Yeah, good, thanks. I've just been um, busy doing festivals and gigs all summer and uh, enjoying the sunshine like everybody else. How about you guys? Pretty we're much really the same. Good, thank you. Yeah. yeah, we're enjoying the well until today. We're, what's the weather like now? Storms where you are? No, it's boiling today. Actually, it's come out really nice again. It was raining last night, but it's good again up here. We've we've having it torrential down down here. So, uh, so but I think that's good. We need it. We need it. So we'll we'll get it I mean, I have had my email from the water board saying hose pipe ban on Wednesday. Oh, Mid- same. Thunderstorm. Same, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. ho. <laughs> That's life. So, Joe, congrats on the time. What's your life? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I'm like literally the biggest George Michael fan. To the, I wanted to marry him, actually. Never happened, obviously. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, though, like, how important was he to you, obviously, to be doing a, a George Michael-inspired tour? Well, I got, um, obviously, I got to sing with him on the show, but previous... previous yeah, such a moment. That, um, my mum was a huge fan of him growing up, so I kind of grew up with all of his music anyways. So I knew all of his songs from being a kid. She always had his CDs playing in the house and things. Um, and then, obviously, through her love of him, I kind of, when they said, you know, Joe, you're going to sing with George on the show, I was like, oh, my God, because I knew how much of a legend he was. Because I suppose I was only 18 at the time. Um, and he hadn't released a lot of music in the, in the years of me growing mm-hmm. up. So I, I'd, I'd kind of grew up with all of his old material. Um, but I knew through my mum how big of a deal it was. And I knew he was a legend. And I remember phone now and she was like, I don't believe it. She was like, I don't believe that he'll come on the floor and sing with you. I was like, oh, thanks, mum. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, to, to me, he's one of the biggest and best, you know, male vocalists of all time and certainly to come from the UK so um, I, f- I feel honoured that I'm getting to do this I am nervous um, because I want to do it justice obviously and I wanted to do it properly and pay homage to his music properly but um, it's really exciting and obviously to be able to perform those kind of songs which are just absolute you know every song is an incredible either an, an up-tempo banger or the most beautiful ballads well, yeah he really did world. smash both didn't he I yeah. mean there was like you know he really never put a foot wrong so you're kicking off in September is that right yeah so we're doing um we're doing the first night is kind of an up close and personal like it's almost like a test show really we're doing it at Boisdale in Canary Wharf on September the 30th in London and then we head out on the main bit of the tour. Um, it opens in Harrogate on the 8th of October. And we go all the way through October, all over the UK. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. We start rehearsing in a few weeks. The set list's done. It's ready. Um, and we're, we're now, like, all the arrangements are being made as we speak before we start rehearsing. So it's, it's super exciting. And are you taking inspiration from, like, the iconic outfits from, like, the Wayne <laughs> days and George's day? We've done like little nods to it. You know, I've had some meetings recently with um, with what we're going to do. We've got the leather jackets are there, the denim jeans. You um, can't not have a leather jacket, can you? Come on. Course. But I've put a little twist on the jackets um, and we're doing some things like, I, I kind of want it to be, 
you know, obviously it's not a tribute show. It is me in concerts yeah. and stuff. So I kind of wanted it to be an element of what I would wear with little nods to kind of his fashion throughout his career. So we've got kind of a, a mixture of both. And obviously it, it, the show's in two halves. So um, so we'll, we'll, there's definitely a few outfits to be explored. She might be dressing up as a policeman. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the outside video. Now there's a look. <laughs> I mean... I mean, do you, do you think I could pull it off? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Coming out with your truncheon, go she came. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, you, and you need some spangly urinals and things as well, don't you, if you're going to really go for the look. I mean, it was quite a, was quite a, a look. Yeah. yeah, and there was a conversation the other day of whether to wear sunglasses. And obviously sunglasses were his trademark. And I was like... Mm. I mean, I wouldn't wear sunglasses on stage, but I was like, maybe the sunglasses need like just maybe even if it's just a one minute moment for people to kind of get a photo on one of the reveals of the outfits, then maybe we'll do that. So we've we've already had a few sunglasses options of, of how that could be worked into the show. So it's, um, okay. you know, we all gonna have a bit of fun with it as well. Oh, amazing. It's obviously been since you, your time on X Factor 2009, long time. You've obviously managed to keep a career, a sustained career and, and do really well for yourself. And like, how do you think you've managed to keep it up so well? Um, I, do you know, it's a funny question that, because I suppose it, obviously like the, the first thing that you would see is like hard work, you mm. know, and, and, and that's kind of the first thing is, is that I love my job. Therefore I kind of put a lot into it and I do work hard, but I think a lot of it, it's more than that. You know, we all know how the industry works. It's a, it's a bit of a look. It's a bit of being in the right place at the right time. I'm also very blessed that I've got a brilliant audience that I've stuck by us through really, the years. Yeah, it's, it's quite, you can really see that. Like, and that's, that doesn't happen often. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I really do attribute to kind of my success to that, that kind of being the main reason is that I was blessed with a very, from, from the get-go, I was blessed with such a support of fan base um, that really have stuck by us, you know, and, and, you know, you can put things out, you can put albums out, you can put uh, tours out, but if you don't have that core fan base that kind of keep it going through, through the kind of highs and lows that everybody goes through their career, um, then it is very difficult, you know? So I, I would say that's kind of the reason. I've, I've been very, very lucky with it, with a wonderful support of fan base. And, and I do kind of owe it to them, really, because, you know, I, yes, you can work hard, but th there's so many more elements to it. And, you know, the, the music industry is a... Is a crazy place to work. It's it's fast changing. It's ruthless. It can be brutal at times. So um, I am lucky that I've got them. So obviously, winning X Factor. How did you feel like to hear the rumours that it's coming back after I think five years of having a little bit of a break? Are you excited yeah, I mean, to see it back? I mean, there's a lot of rumours circling at, at the moment. Obviously, I've I've been reading kind of all sorts of stuff from it returning to kind of expose documentary. Oh yeah, the documentary all of those really, yeah. Of things. It's um, I loved the show. It was a great platform for me. I hope if it does come back, I hope they do make some more changes to kind of make it a bit more of a a safe space for artists in terms of the way the contracts are formed and the aftercare of the artists and things like that. Because I think. You know, back in the day, we're, we're hearing more and more stories about how how people kind of suffered on those shows. And not just X Factor, lots of other reality shows as well. You know, it's not just that one. So, and I do think there are changes being made, but I still think there's a long way to go. So I hope if it does come back, it, it's 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 made in a safe safe place in the artist's interest that are going on to the show. Do you feel that yours weren't necessarily always catered to you in your time then? 
I just think, you know, I think we've, you know, it's nearly different 30, time. Yeah, different time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's 13 years ago. Social media, to put it into context, you know, the year I did X Factor, they handed us mobile phones and said, oh, there's this new social media app come out called Twitter. So that sounds ridiculous to say now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. That was literally, uh, Instagram didn't exist then. No. Um, TikTok certainly didn't exist. And I suppose with more and more social media um, platforms coming out, it it does allow people to kind of have that, that, that ability to kind of, you know, portray their message on their own platforms and speak how they would. Whereas before, you would only kind of get that forum on a radio interview or a TV interview. It's mm-hmm. kind of give people their own forums to speak, which is a great thing. Um, you know, in terms of people kind of speaking their truth and seeing what what had happened to them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a massive show, you know, and there was so many kind of parts to it that the audience don't get to see. And that is a huge part of that is just the music industry and the entertainment industry. And I, and I, and I do hope, you know, I, I, I am noticing small changes. I think we've got a long way to go, yeah, but we're, we're certainly on the right way to kind of having more conversations in terms of, contracts being more favoured towards artists and people are now calling out obviously streaming platforms to kind of pay artists mm. fairly. So hopefully the more and more conversations that have it should all kind of across the board be better for for those, the, the performers, the ones who are out there doing it, you know? Like you say, some shows are better than others with a duty of care, some good, maybe some not so good. Do you think the way social media is now really makes it crucial that people do from these big shows have a duty of care because it's everyone has a mobile phone now don't they so it's not even just hearing something in the media the minute people turn their phone on and look at it is it's instant feedback isn't it a minute an episode goes out thousands of people millions of people can be in touch within like three minutes yeah and you can find out you know you can find out what everybody thinks of you literally in you know 30 seconds by typing your name in on an app typing your name in on google typing your name in on twitter dangerous times <laughs> what it could be dangerous times if you go yeah. down that rabbit hole you know and, be- and some people some people can really cope with that and some people can kind of some people like i've always found it quite not easy but i've kind of found it very much to have a black and white approach on it in the sense of that i can't just shut off and just go i don't want to know I'd rather not know, but then I do know, you know, people really struggle not to, 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 to want to know. And then, you know, like you say, you get stuck down that rabbit hole of it becomes addictive, finding out all of those comments. And you could have 50 incredible comments of people telling you you're the most wonderful person, talented person in the world. One person says something bad and that's the one you hold on to. It's human nature. So it's, um, I, I do think, you know, but I think the social media platforms need to be accountable for things like that as well. It's Absolutely. not just the television companies. It's across the board of all sorts of things. There needs to be more, you know, kind of tougher measures on social media. to Stop people even being able to write things like that. Yeah, mm. completely. I couldn't agree more, babe. We um, we talked a little bit about the to- at the top of the show actually. Uh, the sad news about um, Darius um, oh. passing away. Did you did you know him? Did you ever come across him in your in your time? I met him once or twice, actually, because we both did uh, uh, the same television show. We'd, he did the first series of Pop Star Opera Star. And yes, of course, um, yeah. And then I did the second series. And uh, so I met him a few times, and I actually saw him in a few musicals that he did. Such a talent and such a lovely guy. It's so sad. Such a young age as well. It's tragic. Yeah, I think um, so many of us were shocked to find out the news, weren't we? Totally. It's um, it's such a loss, you know, and... and um. I was just looking actually today, like so many friends that are that 
obviously knew him a lot more than I did in the industry, having, having so many wonderful things to say about him and how much of a lovely person he was. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I just thoughts go to his family. It's, it's awful. Yeah, it's, it's been a proper uh, endorsement of his character, isn't it? That we And we were saying how he managed to really completely transform what could have been the end of his career right at the beginning of it into something that was really successful. Um, and he, he he did incredibly well. So, yeah, he'll be, he'll be sadly missed. Yeah, um, totally. so, your, so your tour, uh, you, do the, you said uh, end of September, and then when does the tour officially start? So we start on the 8th of October, and we go right the way through to October. I think we finish on the 30th of October, um, and then I go straight into Panto land, straight into the world of Panto in Newcastle, um, back home, which will be lovely. So it's uh, it's going to be a busy couple of months, but... It's, a, it's so nice to be kind of, you know, all through the summer, being back out, performing with audiences at festivals, prides, and seeing people all, you know, singing and dancing again. It's lovely. Couldn't agree oh. more. Um, Joe, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Really appreciate it. Always good to see you, and um, best of luck with it. Thanks so much, guys. Take Cheers. care, Joe. Bye. No worries, bye. See you. Bye. I mean, George Michael, that is, is going to be some gig, I can imagine. Oh gosh, yeah. And just the back catalogue of music that he's got, like just incredible. Like I say, was incredible. The, yeah. the biggest fan of him. I still can't believe he ain't here anymore. Do you know? I know it's been a long people time. People that pass, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, what yeah, waste. Yeah. yeah, very sad. Um, our final guest, uh, Dan Rhodes, uh, magician extraordinaire, TikTok star, is here. So let's get him in. Let's do it. Hiya. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too, not too bad, thanks, brother. <laughs> what you been um, up to? How you been? Yeah, I've been good. I've been good. I'm in a hot. My friend Lawrence let us stay in this um, this hotel room, um, and it's very like it's a very quirky looking hotel. Oh, yeah, room. looks like you're in a disco or something. Yeah. It looks like yeah, it looks. It looks weird. very Vegas vibes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a Vegas yeah. vibe. It's really. one of them rooms. Yeah, loving the mood lighting. Loving the mood lighting. What you been up to, Dem? Uh, not much really, just uh, just been filming videos, doing all the usual stuff, and uh, my book comes out tomorrow, which is uh, which I'm excited about. So exciting! Tell us about the book. Yeah, so this is it. I've got one in in a uh, in person. Uh, yeah, it's called <laughs> Dan the Magic, and uh, basically the book's all about magic, really. Um, but yeah, I couldn't think of any any uh, any two you know deep names. So you know, just the magic, nice and easy. Um, <laughs> again, well, the book called the magic, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much just about talks about how I got into magic, um, how magic kind of changed my life during lockdown, and you know when I started making content really. And yeah, um, it's it's a lot of fun. It teaches people how they can learn magic as well. And it also teaches people how they can grow a following on social media. So there's a bit of everything in there, really. Yeah, I mean, you really do have an incredible, incredibly large audience on TikTok. How many people is it? Uh, it's 10 million, 10.5 million on TikTok. And then, uh, yeah, 15 million on YouTube. I mean, that's just Crazy insane numbers. numbers. Yeah. How, how did that sort of start for you? Because, I mean, that's the sort of numbers that people dream of you know yeah yeah it's crazy and no so um basically i started doing magic when i was seven uh, my uncle used to teach me card tricks and i was inspired by dynamo and i was inspired oh, yeah. by lots of, like david blaine you know the original mm -hmm. and i just kept doing it from then and then my biggest goal was always to do a tv show um but uh i haven't done one yet but hopefully one day um but i always wanted to like you know 
reach a large audience doing magic. So at the start of lockdown, when everyone went on TikTok, I started posting videos on TikTok and a few of them started going viral. Mm. And then, yeah, during lockdown, I went from 200,000 followers to like 5 million. And then I just posted all that content to YouTube. And then, yeah, now I'm on uh, 50 mil on that and 10 mil on TikTok. I just can't believe it. It's mental. But, uh, As the numbers go up, do you feel there's more of a pressure down when it comes to social media? Yeah, I feel like um, sometimes with me, it's just like with the videos. So I don't want to post a really rubbish video. But then again, sometimes I just, I always feel like, no, I just can't post any old things like I used to because I know it's going to be seen by a lot of people. Because in the past, it'd be like a gamble. So some of the videos get 10,000 views, some some get a few million, you know, it'd be very hit and miss. Whereas mm. now, I've got a larger audience on YouTube. Anything I post is going to be viewed. It might not necessarily go viral, but a large majority of people are going to see it. Um, so, yeah, there is that pressure, I guess, from, like, trying to make the content good and trying to keep keep growing it, really. And, and how old... First ma- Sorry, Ben. I was just going to say, how old are you, Dan? Uh, 19. So 19 is quite a young age to have such a, like like, heavy thing, like, going on. Like, that's a lot of people, yeah. a lot of expectation. Do you feel that? Do you get like? Do you get stressed out by it? Um, I wouldn't like say stressed out because like, I never really let the comment affect me. Whether whether it's like a good comment or a bad comment, I just kind of mm. see. I think when I'm, I want when people recognise me in person, that's when it's like, oh, they they actually are real people. The realization because even during lockdown, when the numbers were going up and I wasn't going out, I was like, this can't be real people. <laughs> like, like there's a mistake somewhere. <laughs> it's a glitch. <laughs> I a glitch in the in the system, but then when you do meet them in person and comments and you know it is it is crazy really and I'm just like so lucky to be a like it sounds cliche of me but I've always wanted to do this and the fact that I can now I'm just like so like grateful that anyone watches my videos really. Do you have a favourite trick like that will always be your favourite? Um I'd say my favourite trick is one that I still don't know how to do because I, I never want to learn it because I've still got that, like, vision of magic. Like, But a magician got me up on a cruise ship when I was younger and he made a table, like, float in the air. Like, he held on to, like, the cloth and, like, made it levitate. And a magician a couple of years back, he was like, do you want me to show you how that works? I've got one. Do you want to start doing it? I was like, no, that's the one trick where I don't want to the secret because it's still, like, in my head, I'm like, that's magic and that's it, like when I was younger so yeah I keep that memory is just I don't know how he did that and I never want to know so was time's gone like say was it seven you started doing magic seven yeah seven years old so when you're kind of I guess you're on people are showing you tricks and you're becoming amazed by them the minute you figure out how to do them do you kind of lose are they not as special anymore because obviously you know the behind the scenes what goes into it I think they're even equally like special. I think the reason I got into magic is because I've always been someone who wants to kind of know the inner workings of something. Because I feel like there's two kind of people when you show a magic trick to someone, the majority of people just are amazed and that's it. You know, they're happy with it. Then you get other people who want to learn the secret. And I think that's cool because, like, for example, say if you get an engineer per se, um, you know, and he his mindset is I want to see the ins, the ins and outs of something. Mm-hmm. I want to intricacies and the way things work and I feel like for people who think like that they want to learn the secret and sometimes the secret's more impressive than the actual trick for some people because you're like wow you know that that's how that works so that's why I teach magic in the book and that's why I teach magic on my YouTube because I think it's it's even though I'll keep I'll guide some secrets that I won't teach anyone unless they go really far down the rabbit hole but yeah I think it's always cool to just show the odd few tricks for anyone that wants to get into it really 
Absolutely. I always think it's amazing how kids especially love magic. My my grandpa, yeah. he's 85 now, and he oh, really? he'll still do he was in the magic circle and all that. And he right. will still do tricks on my young nephews. And they're just completely, even just a ah. 20p behind the ear, they're just like, what's happening? You know what I mean? It's like it, it's amazing. It's a it's a skill, isn't it? It's a true skill. And like to get people so to be really good at it is not easy. So you've obviously really cornered a market. <laughs> yeah, I just had too much time for myself. What can I say? When I was young, <laughs> too, too much time in my bedroom, just shuffling past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's... as as kids as well. I think you always remember the first trick that you you ever see. Like you say, whether it's just a granddad show doing the twenty p thing. Mine was my granddad. Do you remember the thumb thing? I, I still can't do that. That. <laughs> And I would sit on his lap and go, do it again, do it again. And I literally <laughs> thought he was pulling his thumb apart. Yeah, yeah. And to this day, I can remember being, like, just amazed by it, just seeing him yeah. do this thing with his thumb. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a crazy thing. I, I remember first seeing that one. And the first time I ever saw the classic pulling the thumb off, I was like, what? Like, that was, <laughs> yeah, baffled me. It baffled my brain. But yeah, I remember seeing that for the first time as well and being like, that is crazy. I mean, you're a little bit younger than me and Stephen, but I don't know if you've ever caught up with it. I'm sure there's videos of it um, on YouTube and online. Yeah. Was it called the Magic? There was a TV show, The Magician's Secret, where I think he had to be masked because I don't think, he, yeah, I don't yeah. think you're allowed to really yeah. spill the tea, yeah. are you? Yeah, I watched The Masked Magician spill the tea with magic. <laughs> oh, that is the best scene I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm going to that. I'm going to go, I can't spill the tea with my magic secret. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of magicians doing that? Like the fact, I guess he, it was all on the DL, weren't he? And he wouldn't say who he was. But do you agree with him going on there and showing the secrets of what people kind of keep hush hush? Yeah, I think it's really cool sometimes to, you know, show people, because I, I have the, a different thought from most magicians, but I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like it shows another side of magic that it's not all mystery mm. because we've evolved now where we know that magic, there's a secret behind it. And I feel like it's up to someone whether they want to. And nothing beats seeing magic in person, but if someone sees magic on the TV and, you know, it's showing the secret or you see another video and it's te- nothing wrong with that because I think it also, it forces to magicians to be more creative and come up with yeah, new tricks. Yeah, But yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, the trick first came out and it was, you know, taught straight away then. But even then, it's like, you know, I feel like there's two different sides to it. Like, you could have some people who want to listen to someone playing the guitar and just enjoys that. Or, you you know, someone might watch a video on how to play the guitar and might find that interesting. Or, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, you know, it works like that. So, yeah, you get a lot of magicians who don't really agree with it, but I think it's fine. But I think it shows what an amazing talent as magician. It's not just trick of the hand and pulling out a card. and Like, a lot goes into it. So, by showing that, I actually think it shows what or not so I think yeah. it is an art, Maggie. Mm. Yeah. Like not anyone can just stand on a stage and do that. Would yeah. you do the whole, the famous getting buried alive? The, the buried alive? Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe someday. The thing is, like... Magician... <laughs> not today. Yeah, not today. <laughs> I mean, I was going to pull it out and get buried alive. <laughs> yeah, take it to the next level. Now, I think I'd love to do some big illusions someday, but um, maybe I'll stay away from the buried alive one because I'm too claustrophobic. I mean, yeah. Uh... I might have Understandable. A Do you know track. all the secrets too? Then ones, so you know, like the big, um, the big old school famous tricks, like the buried alive and all that kind of thing. Yeah. If, if you weren't claustrophobic, would you know how to do it? Is there a 
Oh, well, I'm guessing there is a trick to it. I'm actually, honestly, I'm not actually sure how, like, that. I'm not sure how that many illusions work because I haven't really, like, dabbled in any of that. But, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but... Um, People have died doing those things, haven't they? I mean, they are serious. You can actually die by those illusions. It's yeah, a bit I different, just, different to shuffling your cards, like you said. I, I, I just want to do card tricks, enjoy my life, you know, not risk my life. To, yeah. you know. <laughs> just keep pulling your thumb apart. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's as dangerous as it gets. That's as dangerous as it gets. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, just, I'll leave that to David Blaine. He can be <laughs> so the book's out tomorrow. Um, uh, what, what can people expect from it? Um, you can expect it, it always sounds like a like it's like a sales pitch when I'm trying to like tell you like that's what we want. That's all good. Okay. Well, honestly, um, what you what you can expect from it is like a lot of fun. Like it, I think I really kind of tried to break it down like some of my funniest stories with magic and how magic has like helped me get away with things that you shouldn't have done. How I've used magic to like just a bunch of stories of how magic has literally changed my life and through doing that performing magic everywhere I've been what opportunities it gave me and there's something for everyone in there you know it's for all ages but especially as well younger people who want to get into magic there's tricks in there I made the tricks really simple but super powerful and it hasn't been done in a, a magic book before but I also ex I also teach tricks in there that work specifically for social media that will get them lots of like views and stuff and that, that you know you ask a youngster what they want to do when they're older and a lot of them say they want to be a social media person and in the here I, te I do teach how they can do that and I literally give them some tricks that they can do online that can get views and hopefully millions of followers at some point but yeah no it's just a bit of everything there had to do tricks and friends and family and yeah I just think it honestly I think it is without sounding biased a really fun read and there's a lot in there for everyone brilliant yeah, Christmas present as well I think yeah. I mean, let's, put, let's, put, let's get it right um, yeah. Dan thank you so much for joining us this evening really appreciate it and uh, best of luck enjoy your hotel room as well <laughs> Yeah, you too. Have a great day. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Take care. Bye, mate. Yes. Bye. Bye, Bobby. Bye. Oh, How impressive. Yeah, just 19 and, and like, all those people with a book out. But yeah. I'm, I, I can't even come up with an idea now, and I'm 36, you know what I mean? Like, I'm impressed. And, and to have that following at 19, just think, we was running around jumping jacks with, like, aftershocks. Eight bites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BK apples. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. I love a <laughs> couple of them, please. anymore? Do you remember That's a BK? really good point. Or a reef. Do you get reefs anymore? A reef. Nice orange reef. Orange oh, and mango yeah. reef. Yeah. That when alcohol pots first become a thing. Yeah, right. Oh, it would be so sick, though, because you drink six or seven, and it's like drinking six or seven pure orange juices. You know, yeah. that's not good for you. That's not You don't really see them anymore, do you? No. Apparently, I must remember reading that... <laughs> Colleen Rooney, when she goes on holiday, has to have a Smirnoff ice like shipped to her um, like hotel room because it's all she drinks. Oh, is that? Uh, don't know if it's true. Don't know if it's true. Just remember reading it once. Love um, that. Go on, Colleen. Get, yeah, get love them, it. Uh, <laughs> get them Smirnoff ices in, Gil. What an absolutely lovely show. Um, nice to have uh, three very chatty guests on. Um, what you got coming up this week, Bob? It's your birthday. It's my birthday, so I'm gonna have some dinner at the weekend with some friends. It's lovely. Really lovely. Um, and then next week, yeah, I'm, like I say, I'm not, not really a party guy, but um, next week, yeah, just family, friends, Gorge. dinners, nice bit of lunch. How about you? Um, I am going to a very small little wedding this weekend, um, just a tiny little thing, um, which will be lovely on Saturday. And 
then Sunday, a rare day when I've got no plans, which I'm very much looking forward to. Will it be hangover um, day after the wedding? I, th- I don't think it's going to be that vibe. I know that sounds a bit weird, but you know, when it's just like the couple just want to, I think they just want to get married, have a few friends in the pub and then go. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, I don't think they, they, it's all kind of last minute sort of thing. So um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, it's not like a big reception or anything like that. So um yeah, so that's going to be me at my weekend, and I'll probably uh, love that. I mean, just nice to have a, no plans, isn't it? Like, yeah, on, on oh, the very occasion. much so. Very nice. Um, well, happy birthday, Bob, for Monday. And, um, Thank you, Bobs. I'll, uh, I'll find out next week uh, what exciting presents you got from people. I'll tell you what 21 feels like. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Spare me. Spare me. <laughs> um, until next week, everyone, goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>